0: and welcome back to ghouls night in the spooky chat show with your best ghoul
1: friends i'm penny snark and i'm midge munster and today penny we are taking a trip back to what seems to be the land of cryptids Uh, the the good old state of west virginia i was just gonna say (laughs) country roads roads. take me home to to where the cryptids live uh uh, we're gonna meet a a different creature today that has gone by several names um the braxton county monster braxy sometimes uh but Mm. most popularly the flatwoods monster is its name or uh, what what familiarity if any do you have with the flatwoods monster um i i know the name but i am
0: not well versed with okay. it so well, i am well, looking well. forward to learning more
1: this um this one's a fave because it kind of it kind of does what the night does it kind of falls into a, a mix of cryptid and alien territory which is mm. a, a, a place that i like to live <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, a, and, a, a fertile ground for, for podcasts.
1: <laughs> yeah, the fertile ground of West Virginia. <laughs> um, there are quite a few similarities between this story and West Virginia's most popular resident, Mothman. Mothman. Uh, but they, they do have some pretty distinct uh, differences as well. So we're going to get into this and learn about the Flatwoods monster. Hell yeah. Um, these sightings actually predate Mothman. Uh, Mm. i know not he's not the og what (laughs) nobody tell mothman (laughs) that we (laughs) we've got a a predecessor here um so in september of 1952 specifically september 12th uh this is this is real by the way fred and ed may brothers (laughs) (laughs) little freddie and eddie uh aged 12 and 13 respectfully were playing at a playground, a school playground at dusk with another friend, Tommy Heyer, who was 10 years old, um, when they saw what looked like a fireball shooting across the sky and crash landing in a nearby field uh, at a a farm. Yikes! Um, Yeah, and they said it was pulsing like red, so it was somewhat fireball-y, but also kind of (laughs) strobe-y. and they of course being young boys wanted to go investigate and see what had happened sure um but you know what i i, I gotta give them credit where it's due they first went home and got their mom which i think oh good boys was, was smart <laughs> boys good job i thought uh, i
0: was like yeah poke it with a stick like right. check it
1: out <laughs> uh, so they they run home they grab their mother kathleen may uh, and then several other locals gather around to join them as well uh including a national guardsman by the name of gene lemon uh, and also a family dog named richie. richie richie the dog very important character in the, in the story <laughs> uh, but altogether a group of seven including richie the dog <laughs> went to uh, investigate this crash site up on the fisher farm on the hill And when they arrived, they said that there was a dense mist hanging over everything. And it had this strange kind of sulfuric smell, but not quite. They didn't recognize the smell of it. Mm. Um, And it just seemed to be kind of lingering in this area around the object that had landed. Now, some reports say that the dog, Richie, ran ahead of them barking at the the egg-shaped object that was crashed into the ground um, and then came back howling with his tail between his legs and was super freaked out. Um, Gene Lemon, the National Guardsman, started kind of investigating the scene. Uh, By the time they reached the top of the hill, you know, like I said, it was dusk when the boys were playing. They went Mm -hmm. back, collected people, and then walked presumably a few miles up to the farm uh so it's dark okay um and they are investigating with flashlights and uh gene turns the flashlight and sees what looks to be a pair of glowing eyes and he falls backwards drops the flashlight freaks out um (laughs) but he would later describe what he saw as being a 10 foot tall frankenstein-like monster that was the phrase Mm. that kept getting used over and over again in um like newspaper articles Mm -hmm. which i think is funny because let's get into the rest of the description (laughs) like y'all know what frankenstein looks like um with a dark black or green metal-like dress Levitating in the air with a spade shaped head and a red body and face with porthole like eyes that were glowing orange and twisted claw like hands.
0: Yeah, I'm not seeing the resemblance <laughs> to Frankenstein. They, it's monster, all,
1: all in green. I think was maybe where that was coming from. Guys, but didn't um, they
0: say it was red skin?
1: Red skin. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so so just like I saw that there was green there, and I thought about right, Frankenstein. I, yeah.
1: um But also, what I love about this so the 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 spade shaped head, and we'll get more into this later. um Now, in renderings of the Flatwoods Monster, tends to be, um shown as more of like a, a cowl or a hood mm-hmm. and there's a reason for this but honestly she sounds so high fashion this is like this is Jean-Paul <laughs> at Paris Fashion Week she's oh, got shown yeah,
0: showing the couture, a spring metallic, couture show
1: yes yeah, she has a metallic <laughs> gown levitating in the air with a giant like villain cowl it's it's so pretty glam yeah she's glam uh but anyway monster supposedly then lurched forward like swooped and hissed at them and they mm. all ran away screaming uh apparently one of the, <laughs> some of the reports said that one of the boys like peed himself he was so scared um so they were definitely terrified by it um yeah People who took their statements said that they don't think that people could have, like, feigned that level of fear. Um, They didn't seem to be, like, you know, telling tales. (laughs) Like, we saw something. Yeah, Um, they were legitimately scared of something. They were, like, traumatized by something. What is really interesting to me about this particular cryptid sighting is how many people were involved um because usually you know we have like one person sees something maybe two people um and then there's like not a ton of like corroboration between stories Mm -hmm. this was interesting because of the five people who gave statements to police officers they asked them to like draw what they saw Mm
0: -hmm. and if
1: you put the drawings next to each other they're identical almost um so that's an interesting thing we don't see a lot in these yeah. sightings where, like, people, and it's such a specific thing, like, this this pointy, and it doesn't look like, you know, the typical alien drawing. Yeah, <laughs> Like, it's something really unique and weird, and they all seem to have seen the exact same thing.
0: Uh, we need to get Richie's statement.
1: Yeah, Richie, what did you see?
0: What did you see, <laughs> Richie? uh
1: and i forgot to mention this before when when they approached the the object because the, the we have two separate things happening here we mm-hmm. have some kind of flaming crash-landed egg-shaped object and then we have the the flat wood monster so the object also was supposedly like hissing and making weird mm-hmm. sounds um and they go they give statements to law enforcement the police and air force presence were sent out to look at the site but they didn't find anything at all um and so they dismiss it as a group hysteria situation Mm -hmm. um and then they further their point because the witnesses over the next several days um several of them suffered from throat irritation vomiting, nausea, like extreme illness that was persistent for several days after the sighting. Um, and they the the law enforcement and everyone are like, well, they've experienced like massive like group hysteria. And mm-hmm. so they're suffering from symptoms of hysteria. Uh... It's also to me, though, worth noting that these are also like exposure to mustard gas symptoms. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> and you smelled like a really weird smell that like was sulfur, but wasn't sulfur. Yeah. This is so X-Files coded to me yeah. this thing because it's like, oh, it's interesting that you found it important to get immediate military presence on site, yeah. but then you were like, oh, nope, there's nothing. Shh. Guess it's fine. <laughs> Find anything at all. Mm -hmm. Like that sounds like something who somebody found something would say. (laughs) That was a bad sentence. Um, but they might have been able to get away with it too, if it weren't for these meddling kids. (laughs) Uh if it hadn't been for other sightings in the same area, they might have it might this story might have just fallen by the wayside. Mm -hmm. Um, but just before the Flatwood sighting, a woman named Audra Harper had a similar experience in heaters west virginia which is just five miles north of flatwood on the same night Ooh, in- compelling right yeah. so harper claimed that she and her friend were walking uh taking a shortcut through the woods to go to the store and we they were about half a mile into their trip when they noticed a ball of fire on a hillside yeah. as they were passing and this was one thing I didn't understand. In her statement, she said she initially dismissed it thinking that her neighbors were fox chasing. And my understanding mm-hmm. of, like, fox chasing or fox hunting, that's, like, with the dogs, right? And you're, like, on horseback. I, I mean, that's <laughs> how it is
0: in England. I don't know if West Virginia has a different
1: version. I'm like, <laughs> what, what fire is involved i even like looked up i was like is yeah. her involved in fox hunting no not that i could find so hmm. i don't know what she thought yeah, she was seeing but whatever uh or maybe maybe she thought somebody was like camping out and they had a fire yeah, going. or if,
0: if it was like a lantern or something i don't uh, know
1: yeah maybe maybe but a, but a she just was like oh fire? i see
0: lights yeah yeah
1: yeah maybe just saw light anyway she said she saw this ball of fire on the hill and then she glanced back and it was gone and in its place there was a silhouette of a tall man-shaped figure with a spade-shaped head same night this is 1952 nobody's like tweeting about what they saw this is interesting to me Mm -hmm. it's compelling because that's such a freaking specific thing
0: yeah it sounds very similar
1: um so, of course, again, terrified, she and her friend, like, run out of the woods. They don't get, like, a good look at it. They just see it and and take off. But wait. Ugh. There's more. So then, the day after the September 12th Flatwoods incident, another sighting appears in uh, Strange Creek, which is about 20 miles south of Flatwoods. Good name. I know, right? um so in this instance reportedly a couple and i i kind of find this interesting too because it it's sort of taking the same path as the mothman sightings in the yeah. sense of like <laughs> the this couple is in a car which if you remember, oh, yeah that, is, <laughs> the, that mothman, is where you
0: see mothman
1: well the first guy like saw it outside his house mm-hmm. and then like a few days later someone saw it when they were driving in their car in a back road like a or a group of couples like uh so i was like oh that's kind of interesting Anyway, uh, Jordan Edith Snid- Snitowski uh, and their 18-month-old son are driving on a, a back rural road between Clay and Braxton County on Route 4, and their car just dies all of a sudden. Mm. Um, and the Mr. Snitowski is trying to, like, restart the car. It's not coming back on. It was late, and so they're kind of trying to figure out what their game plan is. And as they're sitting in the car discussing a really like foul sulfuric smell Mm. (laughs) fills the air around them this mist gathers and their baby starts crying and they reported that a bright light filled the car and they see a 10 foot tall creature hovering in front of their car with glowing eyes um the description is mostly similar but they said that the creature had a lizard-like head um Mm. like kind of like a bony i'm picturing like the um i don't know what she is like the ambassador or whatever from lilo and stitch oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah like that's what i'm picturing this kind of like bony lizard reptilian like Yeah. um but this is where we get the idea that possibly the spade shaped object is more of like it's a, a hood or a cowl yeah. of some sort, and that when they this if if this is the same thing, that when the Snetowwski saw it, uh, it had removed its hood or whatever. Um, but it's hovering in front of their car. They say it reaches out this long, twisty claw hand runs it along the hood of their car and then disappears into like floats off into the woods. And as soon as it disappears, their car kicks back on. Hmm. Um, And again, of course, they don't go after it or anything; they just speed away. (laughs) I mean, if I,
0: I certainly would not go Uh, after some kind of floating Uh, monster (laughs) in
1: the woods in the night. Uh, But they don't get like any better of a look at it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But yeah, so that's that's the sightings. Mm -hmm. Again, what's just compelling to me about this is the trajectory that it moves in a line from north to south as if the creature is traveling um and the specificity of the shapes of the body are really compelling to me um but for those of us who are skeptics in the room what could this be uh what is really you know pertinent about what's happening with this time frame like i said it's 1952 we're in Cold War America. Yeah, uh, everyone is very afraid, and very like high, tensions are high. Mm-hmm. Um, we're afraid of bombings. There's a lot of because of the nature of the war happening. This is when sci-fi films are really coming to be like a big deal because people are kind of like escaping to the stars <laughs> in the in in the media. Um, and almost this creation of a a different enemy if that makes sense like we're yeah, creating sure. this, this battle outside of our war with alien kind um to kind of relieve i think some of the the anxieties that people are feeling yeah this like, is like
0: i mean very similar to the stuff that we've talked about with like how queer coded mon- monsters monster right? films right yeah
1: um, yeah, this allegorical like <laughs> great battle happening between Earth and space when really it's happening on Earth. On Earth, <laughs> um, this is also just a few years after the Roswell incident, mm. um, so aliens are on the brain for sure. It's it's possible that people are you know biased in that regard and creating something with their imaginations, that is not true. However, it is interesting that this does not look like anything that aliens have been portrayed to look like, uh, and everyone is having the same account. Um, but outside of just anxiety, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like most cryptids, it is most likely thought to be a what? Bird. A bird. <laughs> it's a bird. <laughs> it's a bird one thing about cryptids they're gonna be birds bird. um, so yeah the most commonplace theory is that this was a barn owl that people saw um because of kind it's of a real the... fucked
0: up owl <laughs> <laughs> i am gonna say as as a skeptic that would be a pretty fucked up owl is,
1: i think it's like every time it's like the mothman being a, a, a stork thing i'm like I know that fear can do wild things to the brain right but like let's not insult people's intelligence i know what an owl looks like and it doesn't look like it's wearing a metal dress right it doesn't have a fabulous couture gown (laughs) um though i mean i do kind of see like the glowing the large round glowing eyes the kind of heart-shaped face of a barn owl um and they do have that stark white in the center of their face that if it caught like a glow just right might glow red or whatever, reflect mm-hmm. the light back. Um but basically the insinuation is that the owl was sitting in a tree, therefore the it looked like the head was up ten feet and very tall. Um, and that maybe like foliage or something cascading down from the branch looked like the body, and then the claws are like branches. Well, and owls have big like talony they do, yeah. Talons. Um, and like the hissing and the swooping. I get where this is the most logical explanation. However, never have I ever seen an owl float in front of a car and run its talons across a hood. <laughs> and be wearing a metal dress at the same time. So, I don't think it's an owl. <laughs> but that's <laughs> that's what it's been written off as. Um I personally think this is maybe one of the most interesting post like times that like maybe we did see extraterrestrial life um just because it is so specific. Um, now it has not been seen again since 1952 these sightings all happened within a few days of each other and then it's never been seen again um however it did have a huge impact on this rural town area Mm. of flatwoods uh they the now interestingly much like the fresno nightcrawler guy uh kathleen may and her sons really didn't want anything to do with this which is another reason that i'm like they have no reason to make this up they didn't like capitalize on it in any way um the people who have capitalized it capitalized on it were not people who were involved in the sightings um so that is interesting um kathleen may has passed away but her sons are (laughs) ed and fred are still living um and they won't they won't like take interviews about it or anything Um, which also just could be like ugh, exhaustion we've talked about this a thousand times (laughs) i'm so this monster (laughs) i'm so over this monster um but you know it's it's interesting that it did seem to be an unpleasant experience for them in in, enough that they don't really want to talk about it um which i
0: don't i don't know if this is uh, do you have other theory things that you're gonna talk about no get into it that's the that's the main one everyone thinks it's an owl (laughs) because the first thing that comes to mind like the first thing that comes to mind for me with like the military showing up immediately Mm. and like weird smells is that like maybe people were gassed and maybe they saw an owl but like were tripping balls because of some weird military like some kind of like gas weapon thing and that you were like yeah whoa so that was what think. came to mind for me that i am i am always someone who is more like in in the in the true x-files way i'm always someone more likely to be like the government is probably hiding something hiding something
1: <laughs> and i definitely think that could be um the case for sure the interesting though there then is like because all three of these instances they smelled the gas so yeah like that makes sense they smelled some kind of smell that was really bad um but then for them to all hallucinate the same thing is yeah, very I mean, weird
0: if i was writing an x files ep- well See this? We don't. We don't need to talk. We're gonna do an episode about the X Files. Yeah, we will. I'm sure. I won't get into it. Um, if I if I was this conspiracy person, I was. I'm like, is this like? Was there a person there who was like Mm -hmm. in some kind of gear? Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. And I like this.
0: So you saw like some. So because I'm like, oh, if you like, you're experimenting with a gas weapon, you would have someone who was in like like a kind of PPE of some sort. Yeah, some kind of 1950s ppe and so you saw like maybe it was like that kind of like silhouette and stuff that people saw and were like what but i mean i i recognize that this is also a a weird conspiracy
1: thing but it's like those uh that mary kate nashley movie where they were yes she was in the beekeeper costume exactly (laughs) yes (laughs) yes it's exactly that Uh, (laughs) even like down to the smoke down to the like the bee smoke yeah uh, yeah no i like that theory that's interesting um i definitely think something was afoot that wasn't just an owl i think yeah i think the, there's the some fact kind that of there are yeah the fact that
0: there are multiple people on like the same time uh-huh. who are seeing it because like in general you know and, and like that you all have like kind of this shared cultural thing of like oh we're all thinking about like aliens And, like, invaders and things like that, that it might, like, make you visualize similar things if you, you know, saw something in, like, a, with that general
1: silhouette. And with it never being, like, seen again, I think that feels very like the government being right that the military was like ah, shit
0: people people picked up We'll
1: abort (laughs) abort yeah like make sure Uh, like i said the the thing that's most interesting to me too is how quickly there was military on site yeah and i understand we're in a war so it was an aerial like they saw something fall from the sky i understand that yeah in theory that requires military presence to be like hey were we bombed or like did a plane fall or like what happened um but is also suspicious that is suspicious (laughs) uh i don't know i i love this story because i think that i I think the government knows i think we i think we do have (laughs) some kind of extraterrestrial situation happening here and and they know so i i like that um i like that this gives us something to to ponder Uh, definitely a mysterious occurrence yeah Um, if you're just a fan of good old lore and cryptids like some people i won't say who it's me um (laughs) there is now a museum dedicated to the flatwoods monster in sutton west virginia which is just outside of flatwoods um there has been a great deal of capitalization on this (laughs) on this (laughs) paper um and you know what more power to you if something weird happens in your town and you live in a very small rural area that needs tourists like tourism to to thrive (laughs) go for it um but i i would love to i I looked up kind of some photos and things of this museum it looks very silly goofy um (laughs) and i that makes me want to attend it all the more (laughs) i feel like you need to do like the west virginia cryptid crawl i know i've actually like thought about it really hard because i believe also there's a bigfoot museum in the Ooh. west virginia region also if i'm not mistaken so i'm like I, I think i think we go to we go to mothman palooza or whatever it's called <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> do the the flatwoods museum do the sasquatch museum just just really go all out there you go. Uh, but uh that's that's the flatwoods monster it's uh it's interesting. If you are from West Virginia and you grew up around this lore, I would love to hear more about your thoughts. Uh I think Penny may have solved it. I think I think your <laughs> your theory is the most interesting that I've heard, and I don't feel like anyone's saying that. And I feel like they should be. So spread the ghouls night in propaganda yes. of the government. Blame the government it. and the military. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, If you enjoy our podcast and you want to hear more about crazy cryptids and government conspiracies, (laughs) (laughs) uh, you can always leave us a review wherever you listen, if it'll let you. And if not, you can always send us a uh, DM on Instagram, which I believe is what Penny has to share with us today. I sure do, Mitch. Um,
0: This review is from Miss Wolf Kitten on Instagram. And is entitled, Cool Ghoul Book Report. (laughs) Alright, get ready, Midge. I'm ready. Picture this. You're 17, bored with the world, and only into things your gang of weirdos likes. In this case, all things creepy, kooky, glamorous, and spooky. Now imagine one of the coolest ghouls in the gang was assigned a presentation, a book report, if you will, on any topic she fancies. And she's sharing it with you at the Theater Geeks lunch table or the coffee house you all hang out at in the evening. That, my friends, is Ghoul's Night Inn. Even better, they do a new topic every week. Can't wait that long? No need to worry. They've been doing this a while, so there's lots of back episodes to tide you over until this week's report gets filed. You'll laugh, you'll be appalled, you'll laugh at what appalled you. Do a favor, <laughs> give them a goog, and tune in every week for the swingiest chat show around. That is the single best review we've ever uh, received. Yes. That's why I know, <laughs> I was telling Midge, I was like, I have a review I really want to read today. I was absolutely delighted by this Not review, like, so thank you so much. That uh, both uh, like
1: cool. made me happy and emotional simultaneously. <laughs>
0: right? Oh my gosh, I was like, we are all sitting at our cool theater games <laughs> table talking about weird stuff.
1: I don't know if we've I've ever brought this up on the podcast before, but, like, one of the things that should have tipped my parents off to the fact that I was not mentally like everyone else as a child <laughs> is that I used to write book reports for fun. Have we talked about this? <laughs> like, I, I don't know if you talk about on the show. I think I remember you telling me this. Yeah, like, not even book reports. Like, we went to Fantastic Caverns when I was a kid, mm-hmm. which, if you're not from Missouri, that's, like, a big deal here. There's silly little caves you can ride a little train through and they tell you about caves um and i wrote for fun a full report about caves and presented it to my parents (laughs) Uh, and then when lilo and stitch came out on dvd they had like a bonus feature that took you around the islands of hawaii and, and taught you about each individual island and i wrote a report for fun about hawaii and again made my parents sit and listen to my report so this is what that became this (laughs) This, this this podcast is what uh what that weird hyperfixation became and so I appreciate that uh it resonates with people that way because it's yes it's always fu- more fun to talk about weird crap you like when you have somebody to listen to it, <laughs> right? And, and so, so
0: someone who's maybe more enthusiastic than people your, who your actually parents, want your parents who are being held hostage by you. <laughs> I, well, I I definitely relate to that.
1: Yeah, even though mom and dad are still out here listening to the podcast, even though they don't yes. necessarily get it all the time. So thanks, mom and dad. <laughs> oh well, that was lovely. Um, yes, if you'd like to. Uh, send us your own review via Instagram DM or just follow along with what's happening here on the podcast. You can find us over there at ghouls night in pod. And if you're looking for me, I am all over the web at Midge Munster and you can find me at Penny Snark. And until next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.